All right, Darren Smith, episode 23 of the Always Loyal Podcast. Two podcasts this week. What's coming up on this one? Well, Jordan Carruth, this is going to be another one that's a little bit outside of the box. SD Loyal coming off an impressive win against Indy 11, getting set for a midweek match against the defending USL champs. But what's happening at halftime is what we're going to focus on this week on the Always Loyal Podcast. Watch the money, and for a long, crash again, there it is! First of the year for San Diego! Among on his debut as a substitute. Great goal, great first touch into space. No one's going to catch him with speed. And a nice, lovely, calm finish. Second episode this week, Jergson Profar joined us earlier this week. That podcast dropped on Monday. If you have not already, I recommend you go back and you check that out. That was a really fun conversation. Um, Profar, and like most other Major League Baseball players, are often talking about baseball. So when they get the opportunity to be interviewed about a very specific subject that isn't baseball, I think they they often jump at that opportunity. And I, I think we got the reward from that. Um, he had a lot of fun. I had a blast and I think you had a fun time too. Absolutely. Jerickson Profar has been one of my favorite players playing for the Padres to find out that he's as big a soccer fan as we have in our community beyond the people who show up at Torero stadium was something I thought worth exploring Jordan. And I, I also like just shining that light, not just on the players, not just on the executives, but also on those who are enjoying it from people who are in the supporter section on a, match in match out basis to those who are following the sport, love the sport. And that's what tonight's episode is going to be as well. We mentioned it. We're going to be focusing a little bit on Wednesday halftime at Torero stadium as Loyal's four match homestand does come to an end, hopefully with three points against orange County, but something a little different coming our way at halftime of Loyal versus OC. Yeah. We're going to be chatting it up with Kaleo from pepper he is a local, which I don't know if he's officially like a local with the supporters group, but he lives locally here in San Diego. He's up in Oceanside and he is going to be performing Wednesday night. He's doing the performance and it's, it's something that Darren and I are really excited about to be able to chat it up with him, get more about his story, how he ended up in Oceanside, how he even found himself in San Diego. You know, we're going to be throwing around stories about bands like Slightly Stupid, Pepper, Iration. We chatted up with Micah from Iration on uh, the Unnamed Soccer podcast years ago. He's a huge Manchester United fan. Um, I think we even had him on radio a few times as well. So there's a lot, of, a lot of these musicians in this genre that are actually really big soccer supporters. And what you will learn today on the podcast um, is Kaleo is interested in San Diego loyal, not just because of soccer. And he does have some background that intrigues him to soccer, but also for what San Diego loyal stands for and what they represent. That's what ties him to the club. So that's one of the many reasons why we're excited to chat it up. Let's get to it. Kaleo from pepper, who you will be able to see perform live Wednesday night at Torero stadium joins the always loyal podcast. Next one more chance into the box. And head it down. That's in. San Diego. death dangerous ball from charlie adams there among connecting with it ultimately will be an own goal on the books but huge huge result that was literally the last cross of the game how do we find you how do we find you playing the halftime show 
for San Diego loyal this week. How cool is that? I'm, I'm totally like, first of all, I'm blown. I'm blown away that I get to actually perform a halftime show. Not, not only a, a halftime show, but a halftime show for the San Diego loyal team. And, um, I, I remember when I first started discovering, um, what the team was. And, um, after the story, I believe it was in Arizona, um, the infamous, um, forfeit story, like, um, all, all of that came kind of like after just wanting to go see a good soccer match, a good football match that, you know, in Hawaii, like you, you grow up playing soccer, um, and you show up to practice when the surf isn't good. Um, and if, and if not, you, you, uh, drive right by the soccer fields and, uh, on, on your way, on your way to one of like a, one of the, the better spots for a, a South swell action, you have to pass by the, uh, the soccer field. And so you'd always like duck down in the car when you were passing by. So the coach wouldn't, you know, be able to, to have a visual on you and then be able to pelt you when the waves weren't good, uh, when you got back to, to actually the practice and, and the, <laughs> and the field. Um, and I was just really excited uh, about going down and checking out a game. And then I kind of, you know, I, I heard the stories about like what the San Diego loyal team really is about. And then the first game that I went to and was able to see like, you know, the drum section with all, yeah, all of the, all of the vibration that's coming from there and all of the flags and all of just the, the things that I'm aligned with. It was really just amazing to see. It was, it was really like my first sporting event that I've ever seen anything like that. So I was, uh, I was even more intrigued <clears throat> and now, um, being able to work in this capacity with the San Diego loyal soccer club feels really, really fun and good. And I get to bring in some of my, um, favorite people into this as well. Uh, for example, I will be playing with, um, a really talented artist. His name is Shane Hall. I've been working with him for the last three or four years or so. And, um, you know, I, I, I just kind of explained to him like, Hey, I got this thing. And uh, I think you should check it out. And um, Key is just so excited about the opportunity to not only to um, play um, this, this halftime, the show, but to also just really like kind of understand more of what this team stands for. You bring up the, the songs, the vibrations, I believe is the word that, that you brought up, showing up to a loyal match, listening to the supporters sing. I, is that something that's, I would imagine that's extra cool for you you can go to any sporting event, but soccer is pretty unique in the sense that you could show up and you're going to hear a bunch of drums. You're going to hear songs for, for an hour and a half. I bet, I bet that just hits a little bit different for you. Oh yeah, man. Like, well, you know, going back to the original word vibration, it's a, it's a real special feeling when you, you get to a sporting event. I, I think that's why people love going to sporting events. It's because there is like this, uh, there's this incredible energy for a group of people cheering for the, the same reasons. And, um, it really, yeah, man, it's like, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's very reminiscent to me, um, as far as like, as, as a concert, a concert from a band that you're really wanting to see. And you're singing with all these people that you don't know, um, but in harmony and together, uh, and same thing with the football game, you know, you're, you're there with a bunch of people that you don't know. And, uh, that, that kind of like frequency still travels uh, in the same way to me. So yeah, um, I'm. I'm really, uh, I would say, so honored and pleased when I actually have the time to get to a sporting events. Um, and uh, <laughs> when I went to the, the San Diego Loyal one, man, those drums were going, and it was just high energy the whole time. And they don't stop. It is just like, 
just like pure driven rhythm the whole time. And I'm just like, okay, like this, this is, it's, it's a real special feeling, man. And I, I feel, uh, I feel great when I'm there. I was going to ask about that. You took a question away, Kalea, because I was going to say, do you find similarities between watching this sport and what it is that you do professionally playing music? But since you, you've already gone there, I, I've asked a million athletes this question. I'd love to know yourself. Like, what is that like feeding off the energy of a crowd? We hear it all the time from loyal players, especially post-match. They're always talking about how the energy of the crowd, the drums, the music, the singing, how it keeps them going. You yourself, you've been on stage, you've played in front of thousands of people. Could you describe what I'm sure is a, uh, a similar feeling being there and absorbing that energy and how it translates coming back? You know, honestly, to tell you the truth, when I'm on stage performing, I still have that same feeling as when I'm in the crowds at um, a sporting event like the San Diego Loyal. I still have that same feeling um, as I'm just I'm part of that that collective group of energy uh, on stage. I, I mean, it really comes down to like I just I kind of just absorb the energy that the fans are throwing. And when I'm at like a sporting event and um, I'm not on the stage or, or in the spotlight in any way, I still feel like that energy that I'm involved in um, is just as equally as important no matter what position I'm, I'm in. Whether I'm in the crowd at a show or a concert or a, a sporting event, or if I'm on the stage as well. And I think, I, I, honestly, I just think it's because of all these years of, of playing music and touring that it, um, it just translates effortlessly to me whether i'm on stage or not it's that still that same, it's that same energy and that like really unique um that unique area where humans are put together and they're cheering with each other uh for a like-minded cause and that is you know to me that's a it's a really beautiful i i hate to use this word but almost addictive um feeling that uh, i really really like cherish and when i'm in it i know it and I know how to operate it in it so well because I've just been doing these events for so often for so long now. And I think that's what's so unique about sports and music, right? Like, you know, you talked a little bit about vibrations and, and I always think about emotions. Of course, you want to go and, and you want to experience this. You want to be happy and joyful when you're watching your team win, when you're listening to music. But then there's a flip side of this too, right? Like I'm sure people have told you throughout the years that, you know, songs create happy emotions people play them when they're sad it reminds them of stuff like like the two things are are so alike to me music and sports and especially football in particular that you know you it does like like it elicits emotion it you know it brings you back to places both good and for bad and you remember who you're with and all that sort of stuff as well that's why i think it's just such a, a perfect thing when you have the the combination of music and sports happening simultaneously great also too um another thing is like music can transport you um you know in the past and uh you know bring up these these emotions but it is pretty interesting something to be said about like when you're watching a band live and maybe you've heard their their song right maybe you've heard their song and, and it really taps into like a specific date for you let's just say may 12th 99 you remember the event that you heard this song and and that was it but then um when i listen to a live performance even though a song may reconnect me with a certain time period, if I'm watching it live, I don't necessarily get transported like I do when I'm listening to the recording. 
the live aspect of it brings me right to that moment of where I am at the moment I am. Uh, and same thing with the sporting events, you know, like uh, with the last three uh, loyal games that I was at, it just, you know, it just got to the point where there was nothing was more interesting than the moment of that being in that arena at that time. And then also too, just understanding that everyone in that arena is feeling the same way, unspoken, but you just energetically feel it. And that is like a real beautiful thing about a sporting event or a concert. For me, it brings me right into that now. Even though I may have heard that song before, I am, the, I am mentally propelled into my, my moment. And I really, really dig that. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Anytime I go on a vacation, I almost organize like a theme of music that I want to listen to. And then anytime I hear that artist later on, it takes me right back to that vacation. Yeah, I mean, um, I think all these things that, that we're talking about here from sports to music, and I know Kalei also with a little bit of wine, Jordan and I are both into wine as well. Like those things, those are all the things like the smell, the taste, the sound, the music, the song, the rhythm, the goal, like, like all of those things just bring you back to to certain people that you're with, certain times, certain certain moments in your life, both good and bad. Yeah, yeah. Clay, have you ever wondered what it would be like to have to do a press conference after every one of your performances? Like if you had to address the media and they broke down your performance, like what, what made you good tonight? What made you bad tonight? Yeah, uh, so, I mean, we kind of do that. It's not a press conference, it's kind of in-house. No matter, no matter what, uh, no matter what type of show either, whether I'm doing like uh, the Pepper shows, or other projects that I'm doing, or just even Kaleo Wasserman acoustically, which is what I'll be doing at the San Diego Loyal game on Wednesday. Um, there's always this debriefing state that happens um, at the end. And uh, where you feel like you can improve on. And, and in fact, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't even think like uh, the press conference people would probably be even close to as hard as we are. Uh, after the show is done, only because we have been doing this for so long now, we know what we're capable of doing. And so if that mark isn't hit, whether it be technical difficulties, whether it just be, you know, you're just having an off day, um, the, that press conference happens every single performance. And it has been happening. Uh, it has been happening, not forever, but just, I think, to the the fact like when you get to a certain age at this game, uh, when you get to a certain level uh, after so many years of, of performing, um, you really do understand what it takes for a fan to get to watch that show. You really are on the chopping block um, by stating, hey, you know, back in the day when, you know, we were just getting super hammered on stage, not really caring because we were super young. And it's just like, all right, cool. It's more like a punk rock deal. That's awesome. But our fan base was also younger. Now that we're older, now we know what it takes to like get your shift covered the next day or get a babysitter or get your Uber <laughs> or try to try to like get your, uh, uh, yeah, at least like a, a friend or two involved. But they're going to have to now go into their realm of getting their shift covered and having their babysitters and whatnot, whatnot. So it really like puts on like this whole another level of action. And this is something that we wouldn't have learned if we stopped being a band a long time ago. This is something that we've learned by being a band for so long. And now we just simply know what it takes 
for these people to get here. And so when you don't provide that kind of show that you know that you can put on, then the, that becomes a little bit disappointing. So um, we have high expectations and we try to plan as uh, meticulously as possible for a great experience. And also too, allowing it not to be perfect is what makes it even better. And just to have like, you know, a, a lot of things aligned for you to put on a great show, but then also too, having that live element to it really brings that listener or that attendee or that fan into the moment of the show. And to uh, back to what we we're saying, like it's just so beautiful to be in the moment at a sporting event or in the moment at a concert. And then to, to play with that, you know, to play with those like a uh, kind of like those uh, two ideologies together and just making like the best show in a balanced situation as possible. So, uh, as, a, as far as like uh, that long-winded answer, bring on any press conference. We're ready for anything. De de <laughs> like pick apart anything you want. Odds are we're already thinking about that before the show is even over. I, I, it's a great answer. It's an amazing answer. And the reason I ask it, I'm just curious because you seem to be to be very detail oriented. So I'm sure you have a, at least a mental checklist of what you consider uh, things that make a good performance versus you're coming off the stage and thinking like, yeah, that was mediocre tonight. And I will also throw out the fact that it's been really fun to watch your guys's evolution and you totally touched on it right there. Your early stuff versus what you've been doing lately. I've been to several of your shows and I remember going to one of your early ones and I remember it was a great show, but you as the perfectionist that you are, I remember in the middle of the show stood up, you're like, guys, we're doing our best tonight. Like this isn't a hundred percent, but like, we're doing our best. We know we could be better. I don't know if you even remember doing that, but that was like at Del Mar. That was like a summer concert series like years ago, but it's been really cool to watch your evolution. How different is that? Like how, what would uh, 10 years ago Kaleo think of current day Kaleo? Yeah, great question. I'm going to touch on the thing real quick. If I said that at a concert, I was most likely probably referring to some technical difficulties that were out of our control. Okay. That's that sound that sounds like a perfect sentence that I would say to look at. I think the sentence was we got really f I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Um <laughs> you had a good time in Phoenix the night before. Ah, <laughs> uh, well then if that's the case then i'm definitely going to say technical difficulties for sure <laughs> <laughs> so no, but, right, what's um, the big difference what what does 10 years ago kaleo think of him now okay yeah okay so 10 year 10 year uh 10 year ago kaleo you know I, hmm, it has been i would say so long since that person existed that I can't accurately report, but I will tell you this, but I, but I will tell you this, whether it was teenage Kaleo, 20 something, 30 something Kaleo, uh, what I've arrived at at 40 something Kaleo is no matter what I have done in my life, everything that I have done has led me up to the point that I am at right now. And I have to look at that with massive gratitude because I am so blown away and just in love and grateful for the fact that I get to be alive and I get to do the things that I get to do. And I get to be with the people that I get to be with. And, um, I really just love the verbiage of I get to, instead of I have to, uh, because it really truly is such a gift. And in the last couple of years, I've lost a lot lot of really good friends, both in the business 
and not and some family members and they're um always with me energetically they're always with me they're always reminding me that i get to do something even if it's something i'm not really looking forward to do like going to the dmv or some shit like that it's like i still get to do these things and I'm really happy with where I'm at right now because I want to thank that 30-year-old uh, version of me who had a hard night in Phoenix uh, before or technical difficulties, whoever it was. <laughs> I want to thank the 20-year-old me, and I want to thank I want to thank every aspect of me because it has brought me to where I'm at right now, and I have the opportunity to get to learn more about life by simply just being alive. What an answer. Tell us a little bit about preparing for Wednesday night, preparing for halftime at SD Loyal against Orange County. Uh, you're an Oceanside guy. You live here in San Diego now. You mentioned you go to Loyal matches all the time. What's it like preparing for that? A little bit unique compared to Del Mar, some of the tours that you guys will be on this summer? Oh, absolutely. This one's going to be super, like, I have no idea what's about to happen, boys. Like, it is <laughs> going, it's, it's a... It's an acoustic set that I have been performing acoustically for the last two years because the band hasn't been touring due to this weird thing that happened. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's called COVID. Mm -hmm. And COVID kind of like threw some things off for the touring of Pepper. But for the last two years, I have been doing acoustic sets in much smaller areas. So um, it's been really fun to kind of class up the shows in more of like a, un, an MTV Unplugged circa 1990s with the VH1 storytelling kind of theme. And, you know, pairing our wine, I don't know if you, uh, you guys know, but uh, you did mention like we do make our own wine uh, for two businesses of mine, Pepper uh, and also Rebel and Muse, which is um, me and uh, my wife's uh, workshop and retreats that we lead around the world. And we also make a sparkling version of, of the grapes. So um, with all that, uh, it's been really nice to pair these acoustic experiences with a little more of, um, you know, the, the cocktails that like lend themselves to kind of relaxing in, you know, a booth uh, with, you know, softer red lighting on the stage, maybe only 150 people can attend. That's the, that's the capacity with, you know, like I said, that MTV unplugged touch with the candles on stage and the flower arrangements. And it's been real fun. So we're going to bring this experience into the San Diego loyal halftime show on Wednesday. <clears throat> and, um, but the, as you know, uh, halftime is very, very short. So it's only going to be, um, depending, it might just be three songs, depending how we play them. Um, so, uh, but I am really, really, really excited just to be able to get down there. This is going to be the first time that we, uh, me and Shane Hall, have done a halftime show. So I'm going to be there very early just to make sure all the sound is exactly what we want and, uh, and provide like the best experience that we can provide that night. Uh, you know, you're an artist. I, I mean, we can't limit you to halftime. I mean, you know, right. the crowd, if the crowd wants encores, Kaleo, I think, you know, you well, got to do what you got to do. Television can wait. Second half can wait. Oh, I don't know about that, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be watching the game and I'm going to be very, very, very excited to see that, that second half as well. So, but, um, but, but I will tell you this, like, however it's going to work out, it's, it's going to work out really, really well. Uh, just mm -hmm. simply do the fact like, even if none of knocking on wood here, even if none of the mics or none of the instruments work, it's still something that I've never done. And it's getting super uncomfortable. 
And I really, really dig that because that is, as you know, when true growth can really appear is when you start to get uncomfortable outside of your zone. So yeah, even though I can walk on stage easily in front of 50,000 people with no problems whatsoever, I have no idea what I'm doing on Wednesday, except for the fact that I have a team in place that is going to make this experience very unique to all Pepper fans, uh, all Clea Wasserman fans, and also really looking forward to making an impact with the San Diego Loyal fans. And, you know, maybe they can actually have more music, more musicians come in to interact. Because the thing that gets me really stoked about this is there's not really anyone in my genre, which is like the American or the United States version of reggae, really doing this at all with any sporting team. And so this is a really fun opportunity for A, get me uncomfortable, get me outside the box, and B, I'm looking forward to seeing how many more of my friends in this genre we can bring to situations like this that can support the San Diego Loyal team and fans. And, um, you know, if, if it works out, uh, this is really kind of like a, a beta version of of hopefully things to come. And I'm really happy to be on this level and work with it. Like who? Is there anybody who you're thinking of when you think, hey, like maybe this will be the inspiration for somebody else? I mean, I would love to bring in all my friends. And I've been in this genre for over 23 years, boys. So we kind of, we kind of, when no one was really wanting to listen to this, uh, because <laughs> there was a time when we moved here in 1999 where it was basically like five bands. It was Slightly Stupid, who lives in San Diego, really good friends of ours that we're going to be out tour, on tour with all summer. And it was us and another band called Bargain Music, Chapter 11. Like, there was so little of this, uh, this scene after Bradley from Sublime died. And a lot of people were turning into a different direction. They're, they're, they're turning into like more like Yellow Card or All-American Rejects or Fall Out Boy kind of thing. So we weren't necessarily in an environment um, of, of welcoming. Now, though, Nowadays, the genre has thrived beyond belief, where there is a new American United States Reggae Festival happening almost every weekend, it seems, where now we have our own record label that actually houses all of our, or some of these, these bands. And there are so many of these, these genre-specific bands that we have helped kind of like blaze the trail for. And now the genre is at its probably like the biggest I've seen it ever. And it's really, really an interesting and cool thing. Um, because I'm kind of like a statesman now, boys, I'm in my 40s, and uh, have blazed the trail for so long, it feels really, really good to know uh, a lot of these bands and also a lot of these bands that we have brought into the fold so they can um, start their own careers. I mean, I remember bringing like bands like Ballyhoo and Iration and all of these other bands and 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 being able to kind of give them a safe space to play. And now they're everywhere. So I would, to answer your question, I'd love to bring like, you know, people from like Fortunate Youth, or like I just mentioned, uh, my boys from Slightly Stupid, or Tribal Seeds, another amazing San Diego band, or Hyrie, or anyone in the genre that can come down and, uh, and really, you know, kind of like set a precedence of um, this kind of positive music that we love to spend our time in this is that that genre it really is you know based on 
a positive kind of vibration. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, all the songs are happy, happy, happy. But what it means is like, look, even there, like something traumatic or something sad that you're going through, hopefully one of these songs can help you out in that time and not make you feel so isolated or alone. Maybe this song can gravitate to making um, the situation a little lighter, a little easier, a little better, just knowing that someone else is with you and you can always rewind the track. I, I know we're going long on this and, and I just, this is just timing. I mean, this is just the timing of that answer, Kaleo. I, not to sound like a name dropper here, but you know, Miles Dowdy from Slightly Stupid is a buddy of mine. Huh, and yeah. so, so I texted him. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I'm way better than I do. I mean, those closer to the sun concerts you guys do. I mean, but I, I, I did text him, you know, just before we started rolling here and he just responded and he said, ask him if their old tour van windshield ever had mustard and ketchup on it at full speed. Oh, that son of a bitch. I have no yes. idea what that <laughs> means, but that's Miles asking. Well, okay. So again, like back in the day, uh, before this music actually had like a real home like it does now, no festivals for this, no anything. Uh, we were just on the road. These two bands doing like just crawling through America, two bands in vans. And we would just caravan and it would just be pepper and stupid for, for years. We did this. And so, you know, traveling on the road, like, and this is not going to be smart in any way, but these are the twenties. So, <laughs> so we used to, we used to sabotage each other's vans and that's kind of like a, it's, it's such a real heavy thing uh, to, to sabotage someone's van at that level of, of being in a band because you're just, you're sabotaging not only their carriage, not only their, their home, but also <laughs> their, their safe place for all things. So when uh, what he's talking about is one, one of the times we're on our way out and just let's pick a place. We're at Lincoln, Nebraska. We're about to head into town. And the, their van pulls in front of us and whips a bunch, I think like hot dogs or some, some stuff at our windshield. And just whips it out. Basically cakes the, the whole windshield. Now you guys got to keep in mind, like I think we had like a 1976 Dodge Sportsman or something at the time. So this man, this man, this was like even before they had like, you know, washer fluid for these kind of vans. So that's when you have to like actually like physically get out there, uh, grab your Gatorade bottle, the wide mouth. We'll talk about that later. Pour out whatever you had <laughs> in it. We'll talk about that later. And then try to clean the windshield so the driver could, because you're on the time schedule. The van doesn't stop. You just keep going. Now, I'd like you to text him something for me, if that's okay. Yes. Since we're on the podcast. Ask him, ask him, how did you ever get the sardines and whipped cream out of the AC unit? Oh, <laughs> that sounds awful. Sardines yeah. and whipped cream. Oh, because you know, whipped cream gets so rank after it dries. It is the worst smell. If you want to sabotage anybody, just whip cream. That stuff will just not leave your nostril for decades. I love that it's sardines and whipped cream. And we're talking about whipped cream being the one that smells the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. But as far as like any kind of competition, whipped cream gold medal all day. <laughs> I'm just going to assume the rest of that story. My last question for you, Kaleo, um, yeah, it's a pretty basic one. How did you end up in Oceanside? Great question. Um, so in 2010, um, uh, so when we moved here, it was in 99, 
we all lived together for a long time. Then we started to, you know, all get married and, and, and separate and, and, and kind of do those things. So when I came to Oceanside, I was really intrigued by it because we had met a band on Warp Tour in 2001. The name of that band was called Wanted Dead. And Wanted Dead, these guys were so amazingly hard. They rolled up in a station wagon first day phoenix 118 degree phoenix they have they have a station wagon with real bullet holes in it and a u-haul and a u-haul trailer and we find them at like i don't know first day of work tour so like 10 10 and 30 a.m they're all sleeping underneath the the station wagon and all you see is their shoes hanging outside, uh, like underneath of the, the, the car. And it is, uh, I, I walk out of our van. Our van was no chariot of fire either. Our van was pretty, pretty rank. So when I get there, I look at these guys. They're taking a parking lot nap on tarmac that is like, it's got to be, it's like got to be 130. And, and they're, all just passed out and i walk by them that's the first time i ever met them and i and i look out and skillet looks back at me under the car and he just goes what are you looking at and i was like okay oh my god i love you this is like this has got to be the best band on warp tour right now they were the most punk rock hardcore street punk ever and all their songs and all their growing up was done in oceanside and they would tell me on tour because we came really, really close. And to this day, we're so close. Um, but they, they would tell me about all their stories about Oceanside. And a lot of it was kind of reminiscent to the Hawaii that we grew up in. And so there was already this kind of like connection going on. And, and um, when I moved here to, to Oceanside, I just felt like really lucky to be welcomed into such a, a really cool local situation. And, you know, to this day, like, even though Oceanside's changing by the minute, um, there is still that, like, beautiful Oceanside local mentality of, look, just be cool. Don't be an idiot. Respect the beach. Pick up your trash and hang out. And, like, that to me is, like, everything Hawaii as well. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we're glad you ended up in Oceanside. Oh, man. Me hey, too. how do I, 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 I'm nearby. I'm in Vista. How do I, how do I find myself at one of these shows coming up? Yeah, so you know we're we're hitting uh, as far as like are you speaking of the Kalea Wasman acoustic shows? Yes, great. So um, these are like set up to be like more of like the Blue Note. Uh, so if you look up the Blue Note, they're more like jazz club or uh, city winery. Those are like the those are like the clubs and those are the looks that we love to have because it's a much more intimate. You're just gonna have like you know your bottle of wine and these are a much much different way to see a pepper show. So perfect example is you you've seen you've said that you've seen in the past three or four shows. So you it, this is a really cool experience because there's not there's not a band. There's me and uh, one of the greatest musicians I've ever met in my life. His name is Eric Kilman and we usually just get up there and we play these songs in an acoustic fashion that, that the songs performed are songs you've heard before if you're a fan, but you've never heard them in this kind of texture because we're bringing to you kind of like the, the song's moment of conception version. 
And so you're very, very much along the lines of like how the song was like originally forming. And uh, some of the arrangements are different. Some of the words are different, but it's really just a simple fact of like, you've heard the Pepper Show before. Well, this is the storytelling version of why these songs are actually songs we pursued and recorded and played and what the actual meaning behind it is. Um, and then also to just to grow from there, a huge, huge fan of the MTV Unplugged era uh, and I've always wanted to recreate that with these experiences. Hence what I brought up earlier with the candles and the flower arrangements and whatnot. And did some of that start during COVID from you? Like, like, it, you know, it, just being it, in it, quarantine it, and being like, Hey, here it is. Let's stream it and see what happens. So funny that you say that these shows actually started, um, 2019 and they were called the pepper wine experiences. And usually after the, the main show on tour, I would go, promote the wine and do an acoustic show but you're right because covid started we as a band weren't doing the shows that we normally do um, just because of the attendance so it was really nice to be able to pivot to something way more intimate and still be able to pull you know the connection of live music off even with the different mandates that every city and state were holding Leo, I think it's so cool that you continue to challenge yourself the way that you are. You've accomplished a ton and you're living in Oceanside. I know plenty of people can get very comfortable in Oceanside and not challenge themselves to do much more than hanging out at the beach. And so the fact that you're actually out there challenging yourself and continuing to grow, uh, even when life throws COVID curveballs our way, um, I think that's really cool. Not only are you detail-oriented, but you find ways to continue to challenge yourself. And I think that's awesome. I'm super excited to watch you Wednesday night. I'm super excited to play. And again, like, uh, I just feel really, really honored. And first of all, I'm, I feel really honored that the San Diego Loyal uh, Soccer Club and associates um, are, are excited about this because I am truly excited. And I really hope, most importantly, that the fans of the San Diego Loyal, I really hope that they um, get something out of it. Uh, just simply knowing like, hey, uh, this, is, this is just a, a really fun cool thing that we can involve with your games and always to uh i would say support the games um in in such a way and to support the team and then also on a deeper level to support what the team stands for and that that's that to me um really attracts me to this team more than any um to tell you the truth uh i love I, I, and here's, here's the really cool part. My two favorite sports teams in the world are both from San Diego. The San Diego Padres, which I was lucky enough to do the first pitch right before COVID. Um, and then also uh, the San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. So these are just, you know, two teams that I, I really love to, to support in any kind of capacity. Also, uh, for, for anyone listening, if you do like the show this Wednesday, you can see the full band was slightly stupid. I think we're playing at uh i think we're playing at padre stadium on september yeah. 3rd yeah absolutely yeah 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 peco right on september 3rd so that's gonna be really fun to bring it to bring it home after a whole summer tour very cool man we're excited to see you we're excited that uh you're playing for both your favorite teams in san diego this year loyal and padres yeah, it's really a, a blessed situation, man. And I'm really looking forward to meeting more uh, San Diego Loyal fans. And um, they can hit me up uh, anytime on my Instagram as a DM or, uh, or on Pepper. So, um, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're a fan of the, the, the Loyal soccer team, um, hit me up. And uh, I, I'd, love to, 
I'd love to start, you know, getting into more games as soon as I got some more time and I get to come home and I really like to, to meet all of them. Cool, man. We'll carpool soon. <laughs> I love that. All right, Darren, I hope you're good at math because a lot of goals were scored over the weekend. Let's take a look at the Western Conference standings presented by the Bright app. It's the world's leading platform for personal training available on the App Store and Google Play. Jordan, Wednesday night, third on the table, San Diego Loyal hosting 12th on the table, 12th out of 13 in the Western Conference, Orange County Soccer Club. But from the top, San Antonio Football Club, 34 points, Colorado Springs Switchbacks Football Club, 33, sitting second. We're going to see them two of the next four matches against San Diego Loyal. Loyal sitting third, Sac Republic, still alive in the Open Cup, by the way, 28 points and fourth. El Paso Locomotive, fifth. New Mexico United, sixth. And Vegas Lights, 25 points, sitting seventh, just below the playoff line. Orange County, Los Dos, RGV, and Phoenix Rising. What? How about Phoenix and Orange County, 11th and 12th in the Western Conference, just about at the halfway point of the season? I would have lost a lot of money if you would have made me bet on that before the season had started. Phoenix went winless in June. And by winless, I mean, they didn't even get a point, not even a draw. That's four straight L's in June. I don't, things are different in Phoenix. Things are different it's, in Orange County. It's, it's different. Well, you know, I think there's something to that too, right? Cause for the first couple of seasons that we've been with SD loyal, the first two seasons in club history, who's been standing in the way Phoenix and Orange County. So it's a little bit different now. If you're loyal, you look up, you see Colorado Springs switchbacks, you see San Antonio, San Antonio last postseason, obviously, but it is a little bit different because you go into a season thinking, well, what are the obstacles going to be? It's going to be Phoenix. It's going to be Orange County. They're the defending USL champs, even if they've completely remade their roster. Totally different squad. But to not see them there, you know, that's sort of why I think Wednesday, you know, not to put too much into the 17th match of the season, but I'd like to keep Orange County good and buried there in the bottom of the Western Conference standings. I don't need them finding a heartbeat here and coming back to life. It's a different squad, but even still, I'd like to see them just gone in an afterthought into the second half. We don't bring them up randomly. Phoenix and Orange County actually play each other this weekend, Saturday night, 730 in the Phoenix heat. I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be, but I have a feeling it's not going to be cold. Probably not. Speaking of uh, Kalea Wasman, man, what a, what a conversation. So let's take a quick prop bet here on the always loyal podcast. Cause okay. when I told my wife that Kalea was performing at halftime, she was a bit familiar, maybe not as much as you and I, Okay. she Googled Kalea. Okay. I don't know if you've ever done this. Well, we met Kalea. Okay. But have you ever entered Google his name him? into a Google search? No. And then go to images Okay. Almost all the pictures are with the dude with no shirt. Right. He's a musician. Of course. So will he be performing at halftime shirt or no shirt Wednesday night? Now, again, the answer will be available by the time most people listen to this podcast, but what do you think? Um, I say he goes shirt. Um, I say he goes loyal kit. Yeah. Sampre Leal. The Sampre Leal would be a pretty good choice. He can go with any of the kits. I think he's going to be pretty happy. I bet he's wearing a kit. That's a guess. If not, maybe they'll make him a very custom like tank top. You know what I dig about that dude? You mentioned it in the opening segment, but you know what I dig about that dude? It's not just a gig for him. Like, Hey, I got this opportunity to go perform. Like, let me, let me go do what I do professionally. But he says, he said, like he goes to matches, he feels the vibration 
of the locals and Chavos, they're loyal. So like he feels that I think that that's just a great thing to hear that it's not just a gig, but he's playing for the club that he supports. Love that. I, I now understand why your uh, why your wife initially wasn't available to go, but now has said that she is going to the game on Wednesday. Oh, kidding me. She booted me right out of the way. Right. She wants to get right can, down. Can you, can you get me on the field? <laughs> can you introduce me? Can I take can a you picture? Introduce me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you hold this camera? Can you take a picture of us? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, exactly. I, I dealt with a little bit of that. Not going to lie. Oh boy. All right. Um, okay. Well, that's going to be fun. Wednesday. Wednesday's going to be a lot of fun. How about Darren with the name drop in the middle of the interview? Jeez. Well, so douchey, but it had to be done. That's when the text came in. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Excuse me, Kaleo, but I'm texting with slightly stupid right uh, now. Uh, Miles is texting me, Kaleo. He wants to know about the ketchup and the mustard. He just hit me up on my beeper. <laughs> <laughs> What's a beeper? How about right. another 23 shots Wednesday night against Orange County? Take down the champs. Let's do it. They're going to be focused on uh, trying to find a way to get points against Phoenix. They're probably just going to... Never mind. I shouldn't say this on this podcast. All right. True. That was a fun podcast. I enjoyed hanging out that with was. Kaleo. It's been I'm a fun gonna, week. I'm just going to start wandering Oceanside until I find him. That's it. I'm just going to be listening to Pepper wearing a Jerickson Profar jersey. Right. That's, that's, that's what this week has done to me, to find out that we have people who support her locally. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. All right, Darren, I will uh, see you and your wife uh, Wednesday night at Torero. Peace out.